All right, here we go. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Taz Show. Yes, here we go. Here we go. We're second week into this new year of 2018. So, hope everybody's kicking off their new year the right way. I got Seth here producing uh, the uh, the show as usual. I want to thank everybody who downloaded the show on uh, either Spotify or TuneIn or Radio.com or iTunes, the granddaddy of them all. Uh, Seth, the KFJ, uh, welcome to the Tash Show. Oh, thank you. Excited. I'm angry at you and your team. <laughs> yes. And so before we get talking here and I get talking about Raw, Monday Night Raw last night, which I saw a good chunk of it, um, maybe you could tell everyone why you could be fired as the Tash Show producer for like the third time with this be that you're fired? Oh, I lost count. I know. Yeah. Uh, what? What? Why am I upset? Please tell the audience. Well, because I think I told you that we were going to be ready to go live yes, this sir. week, and we're not, and the studios are a little bit behind, and it's embarrassing, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the job. Well, the, yeah. the inside terms, that's fine. Um, so <laughs> New year. New, it new works. Rules. <laughs> but maybe you can tell these people that listen to me or that soon are going to watch me live and listen to me live next week here on the Tash Show, hopefully. Yeah. Yes? Uh, yeah, all, yes. See, people, <laughs> you notice that hesitation that, uh, yes. Uh, I've, been here too, I've been here too long yeah, to promise that's anything. That's what I deal with on a regular <laughs> basis for three years. Um, then I look like a schmuck duck, and I come out and tell the people, oh, oh, we're live next week, first week of the new year, yeah. Doesn't happen. No, that's not your fault. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah, no, but the people don't care. They don't, they don't care, care whose fault. They get mad at me. See, that's what happens. Yes. So, because you, you and your crew, you stay behind the scenes and you hide in the woods. And <laughs> I'm in the middle of the open area of the forest. You know, when you go in the forest, there's like the trees, there's a little lake, and then there's like a pond. Usually there's a big open area near the pond. I'm in the middle of the pond where the deer and the antelope don't play because they get shot. So I'm like a schmuck. I'm just standing there, hey, you know, and I'm getting, I'm doing the job while you guys all hide in the woods. That's yes. what happens. That's the truth. Yes, I do hide in the woods. Um, but in all seriousness, the studio's coming along. We came to a new building. Everything had to be rewired. Everything had to be redone. It should have been done. It's not done yet. It's going to be done. And, and this is going to be great. It's going to be good. It's going to be big. It's going to be huge. It's going to be, be great. Huge. You sound, you sound yes. like the guy who runs the off country. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like really smart. This I don't is, know if you know that. It's going to be huge. <laughs> it'll be huge. Yeah, it's disappointing. Um, it's but disappointing. In the but, short term, yes. In the long term, it's going to be fantastic. No, people love the pod. Man, yeah. they love when I drop a pod and you know, we drop a podcast here. That's all good, but... You know, the Taz show was always live, and it will be again. It will be. It will be again. So, yes. and it looks like our schedule will be Tuesdays and Thursdays, 9.05 a.m. Ish. Ish. Uh, till around 10 a.m. ish. Eastern, that is. No MJ today. PW Insider Report will not happen on this episode of the Taz show. So, uh, but Mike should be back next Tuesday. Um, so, that, that'll be the deal on that. So, Mike is... Uh, Part of Taz show and has been from the beginning. So he's he's the one constant. Love. Uh, <laughs> that was that was nice. That's that was your inside voice coming out. You go. I'm over here talking. You go. 
that's the that's the one constant. That means everything else is everybody else has left you, Taz. It's Taz. It was because of you. Yeah, who can keep up with you? You're like you know, dude. I don't you're know. You're a machine. I, I really, it's crazy, especially with this new show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm, I'm you know, but I get. Uh, I haven't seen my family in, I don't know, about three weeks. But, I mean, I, I just work. I'm just grinding at all times. I'm just grinding at all times. What would you do if you weren't grinding, though? Really? Come on. Bitching. I really would. I'd just be bitching about something that I'm not busy enough. But I'll tell you what doesn't work. And what doesn't work for me is the woken Matt ha- Matt, Matt Hardy character, the way WWE is, is changing it a teeny bit to me. And... I, I love Matt. I love the character, I, and they are letting him have his creative freedoms, and he's letting they're letting him be the broken, woken Matt Hardy. I, I get it. I know it. I know he worked with Kurt Hawkins. He got his his win. That's great. I a couple things. I was very disappointed and shocked, surprised. Every other adjective of shock and awe, disappointed. Uh, blindsided, any word you could think, dude. I don't know if you noticed this. Bro, his video wall said Hardy Boys on it. I saw that. I did see that. What the hell is going on? Lazy. That's la- To me, that's just laziness. That was never the WWE production way. Seth, I'm telling you from working there in the studio, never, ever, never, 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 never. It doesn't seem right because you know they never do that, right? And like you put all this time and effort into finally getting this character. We've been waiting for almost a year for this character to come out, and you you know you get the music changed and his hair, and he's letting him do his yes, yeah, all shtick. Yes, wonderful. (laughs) The only thing I could think maybe happened, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there was something that Matt or they wanted to do with and for Matt with that video wall, and it wasn't done in time. But, man, they could edit on the fly in the truck at the arena. What normally happens to bring you guys behind the scenes, you might not notice that. You probably don't. How would you? Um, where was Raw? Uh, la, 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 Memphis, la. Memphis, okay, Memphis. So in Connecticut, where the WWE studio is, what normally would happen is if they wanted something to the last minute, or they were going to send meaning video, something kind of uh, some kind of a video element for RAW. They would satellite feed it over. It's not like done with an email. It's satellite fed over because of the quality and it's got to be broadcast. It's all this all the boring TV stuff. That's normally what happens. So when RAW live is, I'm sorry, RAW is live every Monday. What happens is no matter where they are in the United States or the world, meaning WWE with RAW and SmackDown. The studio in Connecticut is fully live function, and it's full staff, all hands on deck. They are working and sending a lot of elements for the show to the truck to get on the air. So a lot of people don't know those details. I'm teaching you. So that's a deal. So that's why I'm a little surprised. It was something that maybe they didn't have. Like they, They're able to edit and get things done so quick. I've seen them do things a lot harder than maybe a video wall for for Woken Matt Hardy. Sure. I'm just surprised. They snuck through the cracks, right? I don't know about that. I mean, I mean, my all my years working there for just about ten years, there was no cracks. They couldn't been like you know. It was really. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit. There was some cracks, but but you, you know, stuff like that was not really ever. I yeah, that threw me for a loop. 
Um, well, I did see a report too that one of the house shows he came out to the Hardy's music right when it first when the character first started. Yeah. Well, they're probably working on some kind of a, a deal for oh, them. Right. And yeah. if Jim Johnson was fired, the guy did the music, so maybe they were in flux there with that. That could be, you know. Um, yeah. I was just really surprised that, you know, and there's other ways that they could have shot around. So just, again, inside baseball here, they could have shot around the video wall very simply. All they got to do, they, if they knew that video wall said Hardy Boys, before Matt comes out, all they had to do was just spitballing on the fly here, you know, take a handheld camera and shoot uh, as Matt comes out in that robe. Shoot Matt from behind with a handheld camera. And it's a cool visual, and we've seen right him doing the hands gimmick, and you see the sea of humanity there, uh, you know, as the you the know, woken warriors, right, the woken warriors, and and you know it's a cool. Now you're avoiding seeing the video wall, so they could have shot around it with no problem. Now, I just thought about it right now. Now I know Kevin Dunn is a, <laughs> a lot smarter than me in that truck, so I'm surprised that that didn't happen. It was very subtle though, too. It wasn't blatant. I did catch it though. Yeah, I, I did yeah. see it. Yeah, some folks caught it. I don't think I was the only one. Um, and I was talking to some guys at WFAN at the radio station here, uh, at CBS Sports Radio, and some of the guys, some of the producers that produce radio shows, they're wrestling fans, and they, and they noticed it too. And we were talking about it earlier this morning. So, um, yeah, man, I, I just thought that was bad. But bigger than that, um, man, do you like 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 that whole thing with Bray? And that? I just thought it was silly. Like they're trying too hard. Yes, yeah. they're trying too hard. The best thing about uh, Broken Matt Hardy when he's in TNA was it was it seemed organic and it seemed like you know they're very creative. And here it seems like oh, we're taking something that worked and we're just gonna you know we're just gonna force it down mm. you know. And I, I I don't know they have to go all the way with this character. If you just tiptoe with it or you, or you're just trying for comic relief. It's going to get stale really quick. I think you're right that they're trying too hard. You know, try hard Jones. I, I definitely think um, I, I ought to like some sort of uh, payoff, a little tiny something. or I, I, I think this is just a whole Vince thing. He must just think it's funny. It's got to, you know, like you just, you just he, triggered me. It's got to get nasty. It's got to go from this jokey oh, yeah, thing. It's yeah. got to get nasty. I think it will. Yeah. I just think, you know, it, it that would have been cool last night to do something um, physical with one of these guys. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, Bray gets a bunch of heat on Matt, which to get some sympathy for the, for the Woken character I think would be great. You know, I think that would be a great thing for Matt to be a guy who's getting beat up selling by a guy like Bray. It's Bray can put that kind of physicality and that kind of heat on someone because he's a big enough guy. He's a credible guy. He's a good enough athlete. He's a good enough worker that he could put a plethora of heat on Woken Matt Hardy. And Matt obviously can sell and bump great. Um, and I just think for the character, I think that would help this Woken thing and the Woken Warriors and all that jazz. And I have no problem with it's not broken, it's Woken. That don't bother no, me. No, me either. Uh, you know what I mean? Just I miss, I want to see the shtick, the the, the yeah. Hardy Farm and all that. The, me too. And this, uh, Get him out of there, man. Yeah, Vanguard One and all that stuff. Oh. Yeah, you, I mean, maybe they're making us wait for it, which is yeah. fine. But I, I, like I said, jeez, I don't know, wow, wow, back when they first started doing this with Matt. A few weeks ago, I was saying, "Yo, don't don't shoot him like everybody else backstage. High def, bright lights, make that thing grimy, dirty, gritty, and weird. Make it weird. It's not goofy. It's yeah. not right no. now. It's just Matt doing the character in high def with amazing lighting and great production. 
<laughs> it takes away, I think. Yeah. I think that's what we're talking about. I think um, what we're realizing by watching Matt is he's great, but it was everything. It was the whole It was the whole concept. Well, it was the presentation just, right, of, yes. uh, like I mentioned, I don't know. If, and his brother and everything. Was, I don't know. know if it was, and I think maybe they'll get there with, with Rebby and, and his his. The little guy, his son, and um, King Max. King Max. I couldn't remember the little guy's name, but he's the man. <laughs> and his, brother Nero. And, and, and brother Nero, and uh, his father-in-law. Who? What's his name? Uh, I forgot his name. Oh man, we got to figure that out. We got to find. Uh, what was his name? It's almost uh, a year ago already. Yeah, uh, the, it was his landscaper. So right, <laughs> uh, it'll come to me. But um, it'll come right now. People will probably tweet me. Listen to the podcast. Like, oh, it's gimmick Stavis Fernand Burnham, uh, you know that type of thing. <laughs> I think they'll get there with the whole Vanguard One and Rebby. You know, I think that'll happen. I do, but you know, I was saying a while back on one of these Taz Show podcasts. I don't remember which one. They all gel together eventually. It's. I always felt like in TNA, what Matt Hardy did, the creative behind it, and with Jeremy Borash assisting. It felt very Texas Chainsaw Massacre esque, right? You said it and, and campy too. Campy, yeah. right? Oh yeah, absolutely, definitely yeah. campy. And that made it though, didn't it? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So look how quick they went from the you know just being the Hardys to just being the talk of wrestling very quickly with this. Uh, yeah. uh, the character is it's it's a great one, and it could um, WWE with with their. TV penetration and their power and their reach and you know their money and what they can do, they this he could be a ultra ultra top act, totally reinvent himself to a, the highest level in the WWE, and I think it's cool they're letting them have that that woken broken feel, but they're not going all the way with it. I think they would have started. I think they're gonna get there with the Vanguard deal and Rebby. I think they will. Maxwell and Jeff. They will. Yeah. And Jeff, yeah. right, right. They, they will. They will. They will. But I hope so. Senor Benjamin just got <laughs> just got to me. Senor Benjamin <laughs> just hit me. Okay, got it. I think that'll all happen. Uh, why not do it out of the box? First impressions last. You know, let let's. And they had time to set this up. They had Instead, a lot you of got time. you got he's sitting there in the middle of the ring, screaming back and forth and laughing and with <laughs> with the uh, big man. You know, like it just it got. It's like, you know, it, they could have done more. I agree. You know, and and it's it's just. I have faith. I do think it will end up being really good. I feel that because I know how passionate Matt Hardy is about this. I know Vince enjoys it. You wouldn't see it on program. You know, you've read that Vince enjoys it. I told you from Jump Street, Vince will love this. He probably never saw what Matt did in TNA because he don't watch it, Vince. Um, but once Vince saw it, on his programming, or maybe maybe Matt did a rehearsal at the building. And yes, the, and the fans' reaction. I mean, well, that's been going on for a while. That's what I'm saying. And, and that made me think. You're funny. You just said that. Like even his music. Like this was interesting last night in Memphis. You know when Matt's it was in ring debut with this Woken character, right? That's kind of what they were selling. Yes. Right. I didn't like that. There was a kind of a poopy reaction to his music when he came out and I but yet they pop when they saw him I think WWE missed the boat on that too like the first thing the music that first sound is vital and I'll give you a little inside backstory backyard baseball gimmick here you need to have 
a sound, not everybody, that gets people's attention. The signature sound. Austin had the glass. Okay, I wasn't as big a star in Austin WWE, but I had the heartbeat. So when you heard the boom, 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 you know it was me. It's branding. Jericho had the uh, that countdown sound, whatever, right? Didn't he? Yep. That's how his thing started, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever that was, right? And the Rock had his, his catchphrase, it, it, right? Exactly. Do you, can you smell what the you know that people knew? Hello, WWE. Very simple. Here's a little. I'll help you here. Delete. Or, Start at what? Or yes. Yeah, well, you know. well, I think delete's yeah, better because sure. what does everybody say when he walks out? Delete, 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 delete. delete. Even the ones that didn't see him in TNA, they know it's cool and it's something. Just started off with three deletes. Delete, 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 and then get into his theatrical music and... They didn't start it like that. I think they did something like that when they were wrestling in other places. I think they did that. They might have. I think I remember last night, correctly. right? I mean, unless I got no some piano y kind of thing. It's. Yeah. I I think it's great to go into that. I don't even remember it barely. That's, That's the problem. I mean. It wasn't. It didn't start with that first word. Should be deleted. Maybe you're right. Maybe yes. Yeah. That's that's right. good. Anything. Anything. Just not what they did last night. I wish. We knew. Or, you know, uh, DX, are you ready? That's you know, right. That's stuff like you know? that, you know? People get excited immediately. Immediately everybody goes crazy. And like Triple H's music, his starter would, I run the world <laughs> and everyone's beneath me. Remember that? <laughs> oh, that wasn't him. Sorry. Inside voice. <laughs> Apologize. Shoot Jones. Sorry. That happens sometimes. So. Uh, well, you know, uh, before I get deeper into Raw, uh, you know, it's, you know, sometimes people don't want to talk about like this some topics are awkward. You know what I mean, Seth? And and I guess I'm in that position, but I'm okay. I'm okay uh, to, to because I, I believe in this right here. And and, and it's the situation of, uh, well, I guess there's no other way to go into it except go right into it, Seth. What yes, do you think? I just I think flow so. right into it. I mean, that's probably the, the best way. I mean, you know. Jump in with both feet, bub. Well, I guess feet is one way to go. But uh, look, guys <laughs> guys don't like talking about their health, right? They, most guys don't like talking about their health. And they certainly don't like talking about issues with their manhood. But ED, erectile dysfunction, isn't something that should be ignored. It's a serious thing. It's a check engine light that your body just flipped on you, you know, to let you know, hey, man, there's something going on. So... In lots of cases, issues with performance uh, are basically an indicator of larger, bigger issues with your health. So you can't ignore this, guys. It's a very, very, very <clears throat> important thing. Uh, and that's why I want to talk to you about a men's health company focusing on helping men fix things <clears throat> and get healthy and get inspired. And they're called Roman. Okay, and Roman is supporting the Taz Show. I support Roman. I believe in what they're saying. You know, um, for the first time in history, Roman has built a platform that allows you to legally get access to ED medication through online telehealth. Okay, so uh, uh, guys want access to medication, but you need a prescription. So, uh, so, so, so many people they turn to like shady online pharmacies that ship pills filled with like printer ink and floor wax. Ugh. That's not good. Yeah, you don't want to put that that's in your body. That's disgusting. Definitely not good. It's gross. It's disgusting. In fact, eighty percent of all Viagra purchases online is counterfeit, shipped from Chinese, Canadian, and Indian pharmacies. Wow. So, like I said, for the first time in history, Roman they have built. Uh, they, uh, what they have built, I should say, allows you to legally get access to ED medication through online telehealth. Okay, so you, you can't go wrong. And, and, of course, I got a great deal for you guys on this. So uh, it's real simple. Okay, $50 off of your first month. Okay, go to GetRoman, R-O-M-A-N, GetRoman.com. 
GetRoman.com slash T-A-Z. That's GetRoman.com slash T-A-Z. Okay, and uh, this is great. It's, it's going to help you. Uh, you're going to feel more confident. You're going to be able to perform better. And you guys should jump on it. So support Roman. Go to GetRoman.com slash T-A-Z and do that now. In the meantime, I'm going to go to break. On the side of break, we'll talk more about Raw right here on the Taz Show. Rocking and rolling. Uh, kicking butt. Taking names. I got the KFJ in the studio. Yep. Seth, what, are you good with going to break? Yeah, we go to break. I just want to say one thing real quick. What, you're um, upset? I, I guess no. we're not going to break. What's no, up? we are. I just want to say, Tell no, me. no. in all seriousness, no man should have to, to put up with that and go through, you know, ED. It's terrible. I agree. It is terrible. It is terrible, and that's why Roman is here to save the day. On that note, uh, Taz Show, going to break. Be right back. All right, we're back here on the Taz Show, and uh, yeah, we're rock and rolling, uh, doing our thing. I almost said the um, the new catchphrase of Taz and the Moose Show on CBS Sports Radio, which Moose came up with. I still think he hacked and stole for someone. I'm sure he did. Coast to <laughs> nice. That's funny. Coast to coast. Is this mic on? I don't see my red light on here. Oh, mic's on. Coast it to- is. Mic's on. Yeah. Turn my mic on. Yeah. He's ready to go. Yeah, he's a thing of the past. No, but Moose had the. Um, Coast to coast, pull it a pillar to post. I almost used that here. I, he claims that that he invented that for our show, and I don't believe it. I'll, I'll Google it. Google, Google it. GTS. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, um, he's like, I coast to coast and pillar to post. Post over here. Moose just wants. He don't want me to talk. He just wants to talk. <laughs> that sounds like you're off to a roaring start. Oh yeah, we had a weekend. We hate each other. No I'm kidding. I no. heard today you said he was like your sixth favorite person on the show. Yes, I named everyone else. But I should have named you. <laughs> I put you over the other day, though. I appreciate it. Taz and the Moose. As you guys know, support for the Taz show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, they understand that the home plays a huge part in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. It gives you the same level of confidence uh, that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. So it's simple. Rocket Mortgage, you guys noticed they're a big part of the Taz Show in 2017. Big part of the Taz Show going forward. Okay, uh, uh, the Rocket Mortgage, like I said, you apply simply, you understand fully, so you can mortgage confidently. And they do a tremendous job, uh, does Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. To get started, Please do this. Go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Uh, that's a rocket mortgage, yes. So, like I was saying, so Raw, uh, we talked a little bit um, earlier in the first uh, segment about uh, basically uh, Matt Hardy, the Woken character, because I had some thoughts on that. So they're doing some cool stuff um, as they're getting ready for the Royal Rumble and they're getting ready for the Royal 25th anniversary, right? 25th? Not Correct. 30th? Yeah, 25th, 25th anniversary. Dude. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on for WWE. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're doing a, at Barclays and also at the Manhattan Center where the first Raw- Of course, the first yeah. Raw was. Yeah. Yep, the Pretty siren. Cool. Welcome to Monday Night Raw! I am now a billionaire! <laughs> So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> and they're getting ready for the Royal Rumble, so they're rocking and rolling with that. They got part- participants uh, listed for that. And by the way, side note, Jones, I've had some people ask me, Seth, hey, Taz, will you be doing a, being that now you're a big star on Terrestrial Radio and CBS Sports Radio and you're this huge thing now, 
Will you be doing, uh, you know, specials after you know WWE big pay per views? It's a good question. I know, right? And the Raw Rumble's a, a big show. I just assumed you weren't, so I didn't even ask you. Why? I'm lazy now? No, it's because you work early in the morning, and that's a late show. Hmm, interesting. We're going to do 20 new ta- We have to bring the Tazathon back. Listen, <laughs> the first one was so successful. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> it well, it was kind of successful. It never happened. <laughs> it was so successful, it didn't even happen. It turned into something else. It turned into <laughs> show 500. Yes. That's true. I thought we did it. No, that was uh, we didn't do it. We, we did, did five hundred. We did five hundred. Yeah. That was a long show, though. Five hundred. It was, and it was good. Tash show five hondo. That's what we should have called that. Hondo. Damn it. For do it for six hundred. No, yeah, we already have five twelve right here in this one. That's right. We're moving right along. <laughs> you're damn right. So a lot of people asking, man. So what are you gonna do? You gonna do? You gonna do the stuff? CBS Sports Radio uh, after WWE shows uh, on on WIP in Philly, WFAN in New York. Uh, the score, you know, all the big uh, CBS stations and Entercom stations, I should say. Um, well, we shall see. Mm. That might have been a little tease. <laughs> I probably just. And it's in, in Philly this year, man, which is cool. Say what again? It's in oh, Philly. the show's in Philly. Yeah, you ever yeah, been yeah. there? You have been to Philadelphia? I've been to Philly. I'm oh. over in Philly, as my friend Mike Johnson would say. Taz, <laughs> you're really over there. Thank you. So nowhere else. I'll tell you who's over, and that's the new Ballot Club. I like it. Uh, big Finn. Uh, with the good brothers, I like the whole thing, man. It's like they got instant chemistry because it's, it's it's old, it's real. Yeah. It's there. It's right. What's well, old is new again. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, it's cool. And also, they showed them backstage talking, just talking nonsense, and they're they're mentioning their old uh, brothers from and, I know. You know, valet. They mentioned all the you know old guys. Yeah, it's cool that yeah. they showed some old photos of of them as as boys. You know, the battle club yeah. when they were the bullet club, right? And I, I like. I'm glad Finn has a beard because he like he's, he's got such a baby face. They showed some pictures of him. He looks like he's 12 he's years like old. A kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He can go though. That son of a bitch can work. Oh no, he's yeah, a he's a real deal. He's legit. <laughs> no, but I like it, man. I like it. I just hope they they go forward with that. I I think. Um, I mean, they go forward in a good way. I would like to see them. A lot of you guys know me. I'm all about the heels, and brother, brother, turn the good brothers into bad brothers. Heel City Jones. I, th- I think they're kind of already teetering. No, but like, I mean like yeah. nasty. vicious, nasty. Yeah, jumping people. I'm talking about bad, like yeah. turn fin, not not cool heels. I'm sick of cool heels. They're everywhere. Everyone's a cool heel. Everyone's yeah. a cool heel. Okay, I'm tired of it. I'm talking about nasty, dirtbag, douchebag, city Jones heel bag. Heel bag. Heel bag. That's the word. Heel bag. <laughs> heel bag. Hey, heel I need bag. a sip of Mizu. Hang on a second. You know what Mizu is? Mizu? No, not Mizu. The great, uh, the Tazu, I know. Or the Kazu. Mizu is the Missouri Tigers. That's oh, that, not Mizu. Okay. Mizu means water in Japanese. Oh. So um, I was talking about the, the Ballot Club, so I had a, the Bullet Club, so I had to talk, talk, call my water uh, uh, Japan water, but I digress. So yeah, I'm happy about this, but I say turn them heel. Turn them into real douchebags. You know what I mean? I'd love to eventually see AJ with the, the, and the four of them just just dominate the sport, you know, dominate WWE. Because yeah, but you got AJ on SmackDown. I know. You know I'm what saying mean? down the line, it would take a while. I wouldn't mind seeing them. Like it would be cool to turn them heel and have them jump to the other show back and forth and attack Nakamura, Nakamura and AJ. Oh, that'd be cool. That too. type of deal, yeah. and then they got to find like do a handicap match, you know, three on two Jones. Something, you know what I mean? But, again, it's a joint match. It's Raw SmackDown. They kind of pigeonholed themselves with this whole friggin' 
SmackDown Raw thing, it's kind of becoming the shits, to be honest with you. Well, so it, it, well that's why they stopped it the like last time. You know, they just like enough. Yeah, they did it last time and they and they flipped it because it's just you're you're limiting yourself to what you can do, <sighs> bro. It's because it's what I've said so many times. It's like they're competing. They have to create their own competition because there's no competition for them, which is bad. That's not what Mark Cuban said. Well, <laughs> the thing is, Vince doing that. We're on SmackDown. Great storyline and inspiration. I've talked about this a long time ago. When I was there, I was a commentator on SmackDown, and and they had Raw. You know, they had separate writing teams. The writing teams from Raw and SmackDown had they weren't allowed to talk to each other. Kayfabe Jones, different meetings, everything. It was like a whole. Well, Paul was behind it too, a lot Paul too, right? Paul was behind it, yes. And they were kicking ass, but it, I remember. Yeah, but it wasn't, yeah, Paul wanted that, but it wasn't, it was Vince's call, I mean, to be honest. No, I'm saying, Paul. but Paul was behind a lot of the creative, I remember at the time, correct? <laughs> well, SmackDown, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. And that's why Ghana, yeah. SmackDown guys, was catching yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. No, it was motivated. We were motivated, I should say. We were, and it, and it was like, it was cool because we had no competition, so it was like you're creating competition. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Look, it's the old, uh, you people as fans, wrestling fans have heard this a billion times. It's the old thing, man. It's like the Monday Night Wars was the greatest time to be a wrestling fan because that stuff was great. Now, it was also the greatest time to be a wrestler, okay? And I'm telling you from experience on that. I was a wrestler during that time. And, you know, know, those of us that were doing well in ECW or WCW or WWF at that time or anywhere – you had some leverage if you were a good enough worker and you could talk on a stick. Inside turn for Mike. Um, I have yeah. a question for you about yeah, that time. Uh, just, I don't know if I ever asked you or if you ever talked about it. Maybe you have. 5'8 is my real height. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Um, WCW ever uh, give you an offer? Uh, you have any conversations with them? You know, I have. Yeah. No and yes. It's kind of, I'm, I'm answering like that because. A lot of that stuff back then was to like a third party. They were feelers put out. So it's like a, a college athlete that wants to transfer to another program. You can't just, if that kid wants to transfer, he can't just like call the other school. It's, it's, it's total tamper. You can't, it's illegal. It's NCAA violation. So there's like ethics and, and you know, like uh, you just couldn't go and You're call. still under contract. And- yeah, yeah. So point is, they have certain people back then without naming names would get word to certain people i think enough times passed you could probably say hmm. i know but i don't yeah <laughs> i don't want to say names all right no even though time passed that's, i understand i don't believe in that i just there's no i never done that here on the show you know that understood uh, that's 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 you know you know you know dick for bag jones sh- stuff, stuff other shows do me. that I, I, that's good for them i yeah. mean that's that's hopefully they get 500 under their belt hopefully they have uh the audience that i've built and i'm so proud of See, now you're making it about me, and I didn't want to make it about me. But, but it's called the Taz me, Show. I, yeah. I know. <laughs> Just a reminder. The problem is with the show I do with uh, with Moose, the Taz and Moose Show, I, I think that's my show solo. <laughs> and I think that bothers my co-host. Uh, so that's uh, okay. It's understandable. We're working through that. <laughs> so, <laughs> And if you guys want to hear him work, work through it, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern every day on CBS Sports Radio. So yeah, Get on that. <laughs> Um, yeah. I have to answer your question, dude. I got to answer your question the yes. right way here. Sort of. I know they had very strong interest. If I would have kind of put that 
that reciprocation reciprocation back out there. Well, they got Raven, they got Sandman, they're Mike Awesome, they're grabbing the guy. So uh, well, why wouldn't they grab you? No, they yeah they right. I I you know I kind of had a feeling that I either was going to stay where I was, but at that time I felt I knew WWF was motivated. They were kind of losing at that time to WCW. Yeah. Eric Bischoff and crew was kicking the shit out of WWE. About 80 straight weeks. Yeah, yeah, you're damn right. So, and I knew Vince was red hot, pissed, and and I was a Northeast guy. I'm still a Northeast guy. So I always felt like, you know, WWE, as I came up, was always called New York. That's like how wrestlers would call it back in the day. WWE was called New York. Hey, you're going to work for New York? Hey, did you sign with New York? That's how it was. So I was a New York guy. I always took pride in that. Anyway, I, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think I could have, if I would have been a little slightly aggressive, I probably could have gotten a strong offer. I know they had a lot of interest in me. I mean, I'm sure Eric Bischoff maybe would say, no, 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 that's not true. He might say that because when someone doesn't bite, Right. Why would you say that they... We were after him and he didn't want us. Right? Yeah. I like right. Eric, and I worked with Eric closely in TNA, and we've never talked about it. We just talked about TNA stuff, and I always got along with Eric, and, and I got nothing against him. No, he's coming around. He, he came around full circle. He ended up talking to a lot of people that he yeah, was no, pissed off with at the time. Guy. He's a talented guy. I like Eric. I, I have no problem with Eric. Hey, speaking of WCW, yeah. you saw WWE Network uh, releasing uh, Mid-Atlantic. Uh, How cool is that, dude? I know. That's sick. I know you love that stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, do too, I'm a huge Piper fan. You know, like watching Piper on Mid Atlantic and also on mm. TBS. He was people don't realize like there's a reason why Vince got him and brought him up because he was a mouth. And yes. if you think about Hulk Hogan wouldn't have been Hulk Hogan without Roddy Piper. Right. Oh no, you know? no, you're right about that. But I find it interesting. I smell a hack job here. Uh, the throwback snack, very popular. And next, you know, we got Mid Atlantic Wrestling. Ah, oh, uh, a little bit of a hack. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I'm joking be. about that's not really a hack, but. but it just made me think about. I remember I was a big fan back in the early '80s, and how Vince was just so, he, Vince wanted to go national, and what he did was he poached talent from all over, and all he did was pay them more money. Absolutely, and you know he got Ted DiBiase, he got mm-hmm. Junkyard Dog. People don't realize we're selling out the Superdome. Junkyard Dog. Junkyard Dog um, was massive star. Right. And uh, he was, and then they were just doing the Staggerly thing, and uh, with uh, this was after, like with Watts, yeah, the stuff that he did with DiBiase and him, and uh, well, Jay, I'll tell you, I mean that's yeah. Jay, JYD, Doctor Death, yeah, all, hmm. all that stuff, but but which this was before, this is Mid Atlantic you're talking about, but yeah. Vince did poach. Guys. I'm just saying, like no, you're I, right. I was I thinking mean, about you know Mid Atlantic. This this making me made me think about this talent, like. Piper's on here. Flair's on here. Steamboat. I mean, Steamboat had one of the best WrestleMania Brian matches Windham of all time. Was on there. Barry Windham, dude. He I came mean, up too. I know. Yeah. Right after that, he came up actually. Rock uh, with the U.S. Express with uh, Rotunda. Yep. Yep. That's right. So, they were a great team actually. Yeah. Rotunda with him. It was, it was good mean, stuff. Yeah. He, he got all the best workers. That's yeah. No. And and uh, and that's what I've always said about Vince, young Vince, medium age, middle age Vince, old Vince. He, he. I've always said that about him. A lot of people won't give enough credit and they'll talk about that with Vince. He always wants athletic workers. Always. And he had him. He had him. And he still has him. Yep. <laughs> he still has him. You know, the guys that get over are the athletic guys. You know, so and even Hulk. And uh, girls. And yeah. girls. Look look at Charlotte. You know, look yeah. at Oh yeah. Look at uh look look at the success she's she's having, you know. But that's the game now too, right? Hulk? I'm saying even even Hulk, Vern Gagne is arguing with him about t shirt sales. Oh, <laughs> yeah, These yeah, guys yeah, selling yeah. out everywhere for him and Vern's arguing about t shirts. 
You know, <sighs> the Mid Atlantic thing. I mean, look, WWE. That's great. It got great stuff. They yeah. got everything, dude. I mean, it's just they've completely encapsulated everything uh, onto their network. It's almost like if you're a wrestling fan. You got to buy the friggin' thing, you know. And, and all the best. I mean, Dusty Rhodes was a great booker too, and I know he booked that area a lot. And the, the best you want to see the best angles, the best interviews, the you know, it's great stuff. And uh, great stuff. You know, and Jericho and Omega took a page out of that book. You know, oh, of they, they went old school with their their thing. And Absolutely. It, and that's what made it great. No, I know. I totally agree with you. And um, you know, I, I, I you know what? Uh, there was a part of me a time ago that would be pissed about all these libraries that they have. WWE has. Um, I'm not. I'm not pissed about it. You know, from a financial perspective, though, I have to say, you know, it's is. I don't know how to word it. It's a little um, devaluing, maybe you think. No, I'm talking about money that people the wrestlers should be getting. Yeah, yeah. I thought they have to get no. Uh, maybe not. The WWE has deals with all. Oh, some guys weren't WWE guys. Uh, it's not. Not everybody's making money right. on it. Like Wahoo it's, McDaniel's family's probably not getting there's any money. A lot of guys yeah. that it's not. They, look, I don't know the legalese of it. They, look, back then, and even when I started wrestling, and and right as the Mid Atlantic thing was wrapped, you know, and all that stuff back in the NWA, uh, UWF, AWA. If you wrestled on television, let's say you weren't a big star, you were a mid mid range talent or new guy, or a guy just getting squashed, a guy that was just doing a job. You signed a TV release. You signed a piece of paper. No lawyer looked at it. This is how it was done for everybody. WWF did it. Everybody. You just got to sign this. Otherwise, you can't wrestle on TV. We didn't know what we were signing. None of us. None of us back then. You don't want to get blackballed You don't want to get heat, man. You're a young guy just trying to get noticed. And basically what that paper says is they could use this thing for whatever they want for as long as they want. And that's it. That's what the paper said. Yeah. You, you, you sit there as a young wrestler. Well, let me get my lawyer looking at it. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? We'll book you next time. Let your lawyer look at it, and we'll contact <laughs> when we need you. And you'll never hear from them. That's for, how the business used to be. First, like, oh. I think me, it might still be that to a little bit, to a degree, to be honest with you. Let I mean, me get a lawyer first, right? right? It, no, I'm just yeah. saying, like, it. so um, wrestlers are independent contractors. There's no union. There's no one protecting you. Nothing. Uh, you protect yourself, your own intellect and intelligence, and if you're too small for your own good, you don't get booked. That's how it was back then. I'm just telling you. Yeah, no choice. So they had all I, the power. Those little stupid ass pieces of paper, I think, kind of protect them. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but uh, I, you know, I, 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 I get really mad when I look into this, and I don't look into it deep because it gets me madder and madder about it. Not just for myself, but for a lot of guys out there that financially are hurting, that their matches are all over the WWE network, and and. Um, no one's really going to talk to you about this too much because a lot of guys want to curry favor with WWE and don't want heat with them, and they want to go back there in some fashion and be put in their Hall of Fame. I don't care. So uh, I don't need them, and they don't need me, and I'm cool with that. Um, and I joked a lot about their Hall of Fame. I, I, you know, If they want to put me in their Hall of Fame, I, I'd be great. If they don't, uh, okay, Vince and Triple H, you guys don't want to put me in, don't put me in. That's fine. I, I, my point is I, I'm going to be real with the audience as best I can. Uh, to be and, that, and if that, I've been always always been real, of course. You know? But to, you know, to give them a little bit of credit too, they they've put guys in the Hall of Fame that they've had you know had animosity with that and had odds with like and superstar also, Billy Graham. And, and to that and to that credit, and to your point, they have also given legend deals to guys, um, and financially helped some guys. Yeah, they do that. No one even hears about. 
and and I'm I'm telling you the truth. I know guys that, you know, but they can't. Some would say, well, they can't help everyone. Well, there's not uh, that many that need help. And well, can, if if you know if you're on that network and it's old matches, something's got to be done. I'm just saying, man. I'm just you know I'm just saying what a lot of people don't say. <laughs> so you know. But anyway, got off the topic. But they, yeah, the Mid Atlantic thing is cool. I mean, that's that's cool. Just as a fan of wrestling and you know stuff like that. And these old younger, school these younger fans, man, just to see you know the evolution evolution of the business. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, Enzo on Raw, uh, he kind of had a rough night. Oh, right. Let's I put mean, it mildly. You know, him and Cedric Alexander, they go in there. Um, Men's Enzo, he got busted open. Uh, looks like he tweaked his ankle or his lower leg or something. It looks on that yeah. dive spot by Cedric. I, you know, if there if it's if it's a work as you guys say, they did a great job of selling. Loaded with mock If it is, they did a great job of it because like I, I bought it. It looks like he it looks like he's really uh, legitimately injured. Well, yeah. the look the. Getting busted open, getting hard weight, that's part of the business. That doesn't phase me one bit. That, well, you know, that's can you fine. talk about like how, uh, I don't think people realize, a tiny cut can bleed so much. Oh, Lord. <laughs> like, <laughs> Especially uh, your skin over your eye or forehead because it's tight. Um, you can't see. It, 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 it bleeds a friggin' ton. Most I've ever bled, you guys can watch this match, was me and, and Bubba Ray Dudley. In Poughkeepsie at one of the ECW pay-per-views, and we were in the main event, and I think I was the world champ or a TV champ, whatever I was, and um, I went a little deep with a blizzard, as the words call, and bled mm. the most I've ever bled in my life. My wife almost divorced me watching on TV because she, <laughs> we had this agreement, we had an agreement, like if I was going to bleed, I would let her know, you know, so she didn't have to worry if she wasn't at the arena, you know what I mean? Because a lot of shows she didn't go to, some shows she went to. And I didn't know, like, I knew I'd get a little blood, so I didn't, I don't think I'd mention it to her or whatever. It wasn't like, I wasn't supposed to get like that. And it would end up being, it was a combination of a hard way, me going too deep, and it was just really bad. So you can watch it. Poughkeepsie, I don't know what year it was. It was probably 98, 99, whatever it was. So it was one of the... At least there'll be pay-per-views there. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the, the blood, a little cut. I've had over my eyebrow two, three, four stitches, and it bled like crap. Happening once in Dayton, Ohio, it happened to me on a, um, a house show, I think it was in ECW, where I got kicked. I don't know by who. Probably Rob. Somebody kicked me in the face. <laughs> yeah, sounds, like, sounds like Rob. Maybe you can't remember who kicked you in the face. That was probably Rob, like during ECW. Yeah, Rob got me. Um, yeah, it bleeds like crazy. Like like crazy but the problem his eye was covered yeah. yeah with that match look i respect enzo because he's getting better agree he's lucky to get an opportunity to get better at the level he's at you should be you shouldn't be getting better you should be great i don't believe in talent needs to get better the talent gets better while they're on raw and smackdown you get to that level you need to be a made guy or girl None of this learning on a fly crap. He got there with his mouth. Let's yeah, be honest. yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But like Mandy, uh, Mandy Rose, I know she's plugging out for a, while, a long while, and and um, uh, she's with Absolution, you know, and all that jazz. I saw her last night, and you know, I um, I think she looks great and all that stuff, and 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 she's good. She needs to get better in the ring. Her work. Sonya Deville is super solid. Oof. Super solid. She's a beast. Super solid. Tough girl worker. Mandy needs to pick up her physicality and her intensity a little bit. I, I think Mandy's going to be a, a good star, but she's got to be careful. So my point is that you got you got to, you shouldn't have to you know have to get better. You should be better at that level. Same with Enzo. So now my thing with Enzo, 
uh, in this match. Uh, again, I give him credit. You know, he got busted open. He kept working hard. I got it. You remember the guy, Cedric Alexander? This guy can work his tail off. He's tremendous. He's a Porsche in that ring. The dive, where Enzo supposedly hurt his ankle. I watched it back a few times. It looked like he definitely hurt his ankle. I got to tell you, and, you know, I've had Enzo on my show way back, one of the early shows, remember? When the he was podcast. In NXT. Yeah, mm-hmm. podcast. And he was a nice guy. I never, never, I don't think I've ever actually met him, but nice kid. Yo, he's got to learn how to catch a guy flying in the air. It, a lot of these young cats, they don't catch guys, man. You got to catch guys. You got to reach your arms out like this, looking up at them, and grab them. Your job is to protect them on this big, crazy, beautiful dive, you have to eat that friggin' dive and catch them. You don't bend at the waist. If you watch it back, Enzo bends at his waist and kind of reaches lightly up. And that's why he got hurt, if he really got hurt. Because he didn't have a foundation, a base, to protect himself. That's why he got hurt, and he almost really hurt his dance partner. Because he bent, Enzo bent forward his at his waist and reached. You have to stick your chest up at the ceiling of the, the arena and catch him, look up at him and catch him. If I had video here, you could see what I'm doing. You see me, Seth. Yeah, you're reaching your street straight reaching up on your chest up, out. I'm looking up my yeah. chest up. It's like, come on, I'm here to catch it. I'm I got gonna, you. I know, I don't yeah. know what's gonna hit me in my face. Your ass, your foot, your heel, your your hamstring. It's my job because you're defenseless in midair. Better than his head hitting the Correct. Yeah. I gotta catch you. <laughs> that's the job. That's what I've done for a long time because I wasn't gifted enough to do the dives that Sabu was doing or Jerry Lynn or Rob Van Dam or any of these guys. So I, I was the guy who had to catch them, and that was my job. And for the most part, I caught everybody, and guys respected me in that locker room. No matter if they, they go and do a uh, shoot interview and say they hated me, they knew they could rely on me to catch them. Always. They respected your work. That's right, yeah. and, I, and I'm proud of that. That's something no one ever talks about, not just with me, but other guys. I'm just putting myself over. Enzo didn't do that. His physical stance and base was very poor. He put the weight on his leg, right? He bent like, forward, eh. bro. He bent forward. He could have hurt himself bad and his partner. He might have. I mean, his opponent, like, really bad. Um, the other thing I want to talk about real quick before we wrap this son of a gun up here is um, the, the one thing that stuck out to me huge, Seth. I know we were talking off air about it a little bit. Unless, unless I'm missing something that you like, you could jump in. Sure. But the, um, the whole thing with Braun Strowman, that stunt they did, pulling that friggin' with the fish hook Jones, and that was, that was awesome. Awesome. Did, I loved it. Do you think it was... Pulled it down with the ropes. Do you think it was live, or you think that was, was recorded? I watched it once, so I'd have to watch it again, but... Curious. Mm, it seemed I, like I, it was like it came all backstage and just, you know, it was really great editing I, if it was I wasn't, think it, it was, was probably recorded only because of the when he threw the fish hook. First time. First time Jones yeah. made it feel like a work. Maybe he practiced it. <laughs> you gotta be Huck Finn. Is that Huck Finn? Who are we talking about? You gotta be like uh, uh, the Lone Ranger. It was awesome. Hi-O Silva! He's a- showing my age. Oh my God. Dude, like he- <laughs> it, was like, it, was like, it was like Batman and Robin, right? Throwing a bad hook up there. It's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was- 
That's why. How did he know there's a hook in that box? Better, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let me, let me find a hook somewhere so I can pull this thing down. Dude, he's got he's got soft hands for big guy. Wasn't his dad in, played Major League Ball, I believe? Didn't his dad do something? I look. For, I can look I that think up. So, dude, you don't have a lot of knowledge, do you? No, I don't. I thought you thought you had I, some knowledge. How about how about before he pulled the trust down? How he threw Brock like a baby. Like, oh my God! He threw Brock like he was one of my kids. Dude, scary. How strong he is. <laughs> he threw Brock looked like a baby. Like he looked like he had a, he would have a bottle in his mouth. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm looking at it right here. Braun Strowman's dad is uh, the greatest. Bronner Strowman. The, the greatest soft. Actually, WWE doc, WWE's YouTube page has it. A oh, greatest softball player. Is it? Yeah, softball player. Yeah. Does he? Uh, I wonder if he yells like that when he hits the ball. I don't know if it's a joke. Or not, but yeah, <laughs> here comes I, the bitch. I thought he played baseball. Uh, Softball close um, enough. It's funny. The video starts with Braun Strowman in the dugout with a Yankee, or a Yankee Stadium, with a Yankee hat on. They're at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. I didn't see this. I'm surprised you didn't see this. Set. This actually. I, I saw him at Yankee Stadium. I saw that uh, WWE was there. They gave somebody a belt or something. Talk about killing the guy's gimmick. Oh my god! <laughs> they got him in a dugout with a Yankee hat on. Oh my lord! Jeez. I guess this is how they do real with their killing machine. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I, may, I don't know what he's saying because I went out and have the audio on here. But apparently, his it's saying his dad is a, a great uh, softball player. My point is bringing up the softball thing is uh, I, I thought it was baseball. Is um, he must have like sick hand-eye coordination? You know what I mean? Like from his dad, he's got soft hands from his old man. He's an athlete. Yeah, it's yeah. impressive. It, yeah, it was cool. It was, it was no, great. it was. It was definitely badass. No, it was cool. Um, that that stump. Yeah, you're right. I think that stump was definitely taped uh, because of the one one shot Jones. Think know, about definitely. it. Uh, everybody loves Braun. He's very entertaining he's all great. the time. Yeah, you know, and he's just getting started in his career. It's pretty amazing. He's impressive. I I, I remember when he first was getting the push. I came out here on the Taz show, and I didn't think. I thought he'd do great. But I didn't think he'd be a, a, a money worker in the ring. Like a f- he's too big. Uh, I was wrong. I was definitely wrong. He can. He's worked with a lot of different people. Longer matches, short matches. He, he's a physical specimen. Uh, a tremendous athlete. Uh, he's he's really something special. Anything else jump out yeah. to you on uh, Raw? Do you want to say? I mean, obviously, Miz came back, and everybody loves. Miz. Yeah, it's big hype yeah. on the Miz. He got yeah. a little more hair on his head. Oh, you gotta love the Miz, of course. Yes, and um, uh, Samoa Joe, another great promo after he beat Rhino. Uh, he was really. <laughs> what did he say? He said, you know, you know, um, you know, the woman's like, you know, after you lost to Roman Reigns, he goes, yeah, Roman beat me. He goes, but it was a Pyrrhic victory. Do you Pyrrhic. know what that. He goes, you know what that means? She's like, yeah. He, he what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Pyrrhic. I, I, I know a, every word used in the dictionary. Is that a new word they came up with? It's P Y R R H I C. I had to look it up. A Pyrrhic victory is when someone uh, is victorious, but they they lost so much. In getting that victory, so it was a hard-fought battle to use the cliche. No, he's saying he left him broken and beat up, even though he won the match. He he did a lot of damage. It's going to pay off later. Well, that makes no sense. So, what does the word mean? A pyrrhic victory means you won it, but at a, a, a significant cost. You also lost. Oh, so let's say I fight you, Seth. You yes. beat me up. I, I pin you, but in the meantime, you I got to go to the hospital. Pin me. You never pin me. Well, if, if Vince says you got to get pinned, you got to get no, pinned. No, I, I, shit. <laughs> You're going to take your ball and go home? You know my history. So, <laughs> don't you know I'm the guy who never wanted to do a job? Didn't you read the dirt sheets? Uh, yeah. They, they I, all I, told you that I didn't want to do a job, right? That means it's true. I heard that. Right. Um, also, uh, Naya went out and just- Pyrrhic victory. Pyrrhic victory. That's stolen. Oh, you got it. It's yours. Oh, you, use that, use that, see if Moose knows that one. Who? Moose. Oh, Moose. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I work with him. Uh, Naya went in- <laughs> 
Nia went in and, and, and put Oscar down, just attacked yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good matchup. I mean, it's hard. It's as good as Oscar uh, is. Yeah, um, I'm saying potentially it's like you know the big monster versus you know the I like it. The undefeated. I like it. They fought. Like they fought in NXT. I know that, but you know, on this level, it, it could get taken higher. Well, we're on the roll to the Royal Rumble, son. Yeah, that's we what's are. going on right here in the 25th anniversary Royal Jones. So, um, you know what WWE stands for, right? Uh, I, I have a couple things I won't say here, but yeah, but what, what? Walk with Elias. <laughs> that's his new thing. I didn't. I I only caught the tail end of his uh, performance and. Uh, and then I saw he introduced the Miz, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see the beginning. That. Is that what he said? Yeah. That's I didn't see the beginning of his promo. Because you all know what WWE stands for, right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, great. he does. I'm, I got to go back and watch that part. I didn't see that part. I think he's he's going to just get bigger and bigger, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he's a big, he, strong guy, too. He's huge. He's a, He looks like an old school. That's a kid that just, man, I can't. I, I think about it a lot when I, when I watch him because... Uh, before we wrap up here, I remember um, when he, <laughs> I ripped him on either Taz show when he debuted or whatever it was, like early on in his NXT days. Yeah. And bro, it was like, <laughs> it was like, excuse me, it was like, it felt like a month later he came back and he was like really good. Like, what, like, like a switch clicked for him. Yeah. Very strange. You know what I mean? Like, and he just, and since then I'm, I, he's over in my book. You know, yeah. he's done a great job. So. And speaking of great jobs, I will say, uh, Seth, you did a great job here on the Taz Show, as did I, in this episode. So oh. uh, I want to thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll be back I hope here. it was his birthday yesterday. Huh? Be back here on uh, mm-hmm. Wednesday. I'm sorry, Thursday. Whoops, whoops. And we got an, uh, Thursday. We will not be live, thanks to Seth and Seth's team. Yeah, it's my fault. But next week we'll be live. So we'll do another uh, Taz Show Pod Jones on, um, on Thursday. And then Throwback Snack will come at you on um on Friday, so we got to figure out how to do the throwback snack. Because some people are saying, "Hey, maybe you could." You know, these what? people want their hand held even more. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, tell us when you're pausing, like while I watch the match. You're not supposed to pause. Well, no, because I do. <laughs> Sometimes I do, and they don't know. Just keep talking. I know, I know, but I. Oh, I, so you threw them off? I like, did. I did. Yeah, you're, so I, you're a you're a horrible. I'm a horrible navigator. Yeah, I got I, I got to get better at it. It's new. That that gimmick's new. So we're, tra- you do so this. we're working it out. Garvin gets the right hand. Pause. I know, but I'm not. <laughs> pause in three, two, one. Pause. Yes. Like you know, like really. I'm going to go to the refrigerator now and get a snack. I'll be right back. But I tell you what, you got a lot of positive. Uh, it's cool. A lot of positive uh, gimmick Schnabitz for in a burner back. And Lee Mean, I want to thank him. He put together a little video of Schnabitz on the deal uh, for that match with Garvin and uh, Flair. So that was cool. I, I actually know. watched the wrong match. I went and I was like, let me see what match he's in. You know, well, and I found a different one that the TBS announcers were announcing, but it was from an arena. Should we do the one that I think we're going to do? The first one I. Oh, the first Talk one. about, yeah, maybe. Should I just say so it right we, now? That's very entertaining. All right, I'm just going to say it. Uh, don't, don't say it? Don't do that. You freak me out. <laughs> Should I say it or not? It's your show, dude. You wanna, if you want to do show, it. But you're the producer. We're doing this every Friday, so you're going to do this one eventually. Throwback Snack Jones. Um, hey, can we get mm-hmm. a Fancy Dan open for that? Like we use a regular Tash open, or maybe a Fancy Dan... Sure you we have can. an idea with like a Scooby Snack kind of oh, sound? Oh, go on, Taz. <laughs> you talk to your team here. You got you got mm. the production team. That's mm. you know legit. I'm, I'm not kidding. Bro. Too legit to quit. Yeah. Throwback Snack Jones. Something we could do that. Give me something, dude. You get done by Friday? Yes, you will. I know you will. Ding. You will. You're the it's man. Only no, dude, I'm I'm putting I get done by Friday. Yeah. Get done by Friday. Something cool. Yeah. You know how to do it. Yeah. You're the man. Bro. Yeah. Done. Right, so 
Should I tell people before we wrap up here with the throwback stat? Well, I could do it Thursday. Sure we're doing a podcast Thursday, too. Yeah, let them salivate. Let them longer. salivate, you son of a bitch bastards, all of you. <laughs> whoa, whoa, take it easy. I look, well, I appreciate you, you know that. Uh, so thanks for downloading this, uh, and you know I'll be back here on Thursday. And uh, get used to the schedule. It'll be Tuesdays and Thursdays, one hour Jones. should be live next week. And then a throwback snack on Fridays, two and a half. That's your gimmick. All right, look, for Seth, I'm Taz. You're not. Adios, guys. my space and screen names back then when i was only worried about my top friends now my circle is getting smaller all these people acting fake man and to be honest i don't even have a top 10 me against the world i've been doing what i really love haters been hiding behind the screen man they movie cuts and when i'm back at home it never feels the same cause we've been doing our own thing trying to stay up i want to go back to days with no grades we ordered the kids meal play ball that's all day now i'm stuck looking at this instagram page but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now i've been wondering where the party at cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the bacardi at to go and pour another drink just to get away we gotta live it up carolina here to stay i'm hoping i won't let